1: What up, everybody? Welcome to the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, talking boxing today. Had one hell of a UFC show earlier in the week. Make sure you guys check that out. Still pro wrestling to come later on in the week. The old man is so hyped for Brock Lesnar versus the giant Omas at WrestleMania. It's his favorite match of WrestleMania card. Don't let them tell you any different. We're going to talk about all that on Friday. You guys will get that episode. That's going to be really fun to go through then. Shout out to everyone in last week's wrestling podcast, which was amazing, amazing. Impact Wrestling came through the building. That was great. Had fun at the Impact Card. We'll talk about all of that going on. But Dre, someone say there was something big in boxing this weekend. Man, can I, I'll just say it.
2: I don't think I've ever been more wrong about a fight in my life. Listen, I grossly underestimated Tommy Fury, and I grossly under overestimated Jake Paul.
1: We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about whose fault was what, I guess, when um, we get into that. But I'm, I'm going to save that because I want to take a tour de boxing because a lot of other crazy shit happened this weekend. I want to make sure we get all that out of the way, that we dive into to. Tyson Fury, Big John Fury, a rematch, how you scored it, because you scored it very differently.
2: Yeah, at a, a four-point swing on close rounds. That yeah. went the other way. Yeah. I watched it again. I was like, yeah, I could
1: have gone the other way. Okay. So it's one of those things where live, you're like, I don't know. But we'll talk about that fight, the entire fight between Jake and Tommy. Start off, though, going around around the world, starting in London. On Saturday, oh. Floyd Mayweather had his exhibition. There's more people in this Blue Wire studio right now yeah. than were in the crowd at this London Floyd Mayweather exhibition. Mm-hmm. Is it over for money bag Floyd? No. No, you just got to go back to Japan, yeah. go, <laughs> go back to Dubai.
2: I, I saw people talking, like, why is Floyd doing this? I was like, you know how many millions he got paid to do this? Stupid don't, amount. He doesn't care who was in the building. He did it. It was pay-per-view. People watched it. He got paid. It, it wasn't like, if you don't sell... You don't get paid. He already got paid. He, he just knows what market he's not going to again. That's yep. all. He just looked at it was like, you guys suck at promoting fights. And he, I mean, he knew. Aaron Chalm was like, come on. It was never going to be a big fight. He knows where to go. It's not over. And if it is over, you robbed plenty of banks. <laughs> like, eventually, those girls got caught and set it off after robbing all those banks. Floyd Mayweather has been setting this shit off robbing people. Because I keep saying, I was like, y'all keep paying for this shit. Of course he's going to keep doing it. I don't know if people pay for it. But I guess, yeah, the country's paying for so, That's what so I'm saying. Somebody's paying Floyd. Like, Floyd ain't doing this for free. No. Floyd ain't doing this on, like, a contingency. I'll say he's doing it on GP. Yeah, he ain't doing that. He's not doing consignment. <laughs> he's getting paid to fight fights that are no hopers against
1: him. Yep. So, yeah, it doesn't stop. Seems like there are reports that he may have broken his hand. You know, Floyd got the glass hands. He, yeah, I mean, his, hands, keep been, a his hands have been healthy,
2: though, for like the past, like, 50, his hands were brittle before, before he's signed that big deal with Showtime. But they, they, they've been
1: fine. Because he didn't unleash on people. No. In exhibitions, he's been throwing hands. Yeah, he Actually putting punches on people. Yeah. So, you know, you get back to that style just because physically you can do it. Your, your hands are still hitting a surface, which yeah. is someone's skull. So, yeah, something might be a little wrong with his hands. He was talking about fighting Jose Aldo prior to that. That's, I, I th- still think it's going to happen.
2: That in Dubai probably does very well. Yes, I think Aldo's fighting on that game bread card. Uh, fighting Jeremy Stevens, which is like the weirdest fight. Because I, I saw Jose Aldo knock out Jeremy Stevens with a body punch in MMA. What's going to be different here? Not a damn thing. But I, I think there's a lot of money. Floyd could beat up anybody. He could take the Jake Paul tour and just start beating up MMA fighters. Yeah. I'm going
1: don't, don't to see what's wrong with that.
2: Nothing. So he'll, he'll wrap his he hand. Deji. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll wrap that broke. If it's broken, he'll wrap his hand in his millions of dollars, make a nice padding on it. You know, sip a peanut when he doesn't drink. So, and he'll swim in his money like Scrooge McDuck until the next fight. Virgin Daiquiri. Yeah. I feel like that'd be his drinking show. Uh, daiquiri
1: is... Uh, what the hell's a nightclub? Uh, the strip club. Oh, a uh, girl collection. Girl collection. Oh, it costs like sixty dollars to get into that strip club. Yeah, I, I mean, he'll enjoy the fruits of all that. He's fine. Yeah. And I'm a, a connoisseur of the <laughs> of the strip club, but yeah. I would not go there. I, I was like, what? Sixty yeah. dollars? He had told me. I him barely and, throw sixty dollars. Yeah, him and Leonard had told me. I mean, I could get him
2: for free. I was like, oh, if you want to do the Floyd interview, do it at the club. And I was like, no, Ariel. That was the night Ariel went. Oh, I mean, I'd go there for an interview. Wait, I get in free. Yeah, Ariel went, and I, may, I if I remember correctly, Ariel and Wandy had to wait like two hours. They were like, "Floyd's coming," so he just had to sit at the club. There's
1: worse places to there wait are. two hours it for an depends. interview. I, I've sat, I don't know, and waited bro. long ass times for an interview in like a press room. I've been born in strip club before. Have you been born in a strip club before? Yes, but it was a bad strip club. Story time. I went to a strip club. <laughs> I was in Portland. Doesn't visiting sound- a friend went to a strip club in Vancouver, Washington. Hmm. It's like across the water from Portland. This shit was in a double wide trailer. Oh, no. No lie. Like it was double wide on the ground with a door. You walk in and they had a smoke machine. What well, had to be plywood with a pole on that shit to the left. And they had, like, you know, the joints you go to, like, Home Depot, the tiki bars, the yeah. tiki bar to the right, and some seats. And I was like, that's a pop-up strip club. Yo, there was no permits, no nothing. Honky-tonk hoes. That's what um, yeah, my friend at the time actually danced
2: there. Oh.
1: So, it was her night off, though. So, we went, and she had, like, strip club friends. And you would think, like, yo, this would be a great night. I was bored to death. In the strip club. Uh, I've never heard that much pour some sugar on me. I've never heard like... Oh, you got all the 80s hair bands. Yo, I was like, what nights do you work? Because there's no way you dance into this music. She's like, no, but we just come through. And I was like, this is not the night for me. And I like, like, I'm down with some hair band. Not in the strip club. Nah. So I was like, I was bored. The the drinks were low-key whack. They had, like, four different drinks you could select at that time. Mm. And mind you, I drink anything. I know. But in a strip club, like, I'm, I'm here for the ambiance. Did they have milk it, for you, though? They did not. They had no milk. They had no food. Oh. That's, that's another thing. They had no food. Did you write a Yelp review for this? I should. I should still <laughs> write it now. Like, your strip club doesn't have food. I don't even care. Have a little buffet area set up. I wouldn't trust A couple of hot plates. Anything. Nope. I wouldn't
2: trust it there.
1: No, nah, they would have served like a, a bologna sandwich, but like without the top piece of bread, just so you know, when they give you the fried bologna, the, the fried bottom is bubbling up on. you. Yeah. yeah. So it's just mustard and the bottom slice of bread. That's what they would have served here. All right. And I would have taken it. That would have made me feel a lot better. So now I was bored to death. The best thing is we went to like a dive bar after that, but bored to death at the strip club going somewhere afterwards with rural strippers were quite funny. And uh, if you've never been in a strip club outside of a major city, please, please go. I've been to like two or three. I went to one in bumfuck Kansas because in Kansas City and Missouri, you can't have strip clubs. Mm. No strip clubs at all. So I went to one in rural Kansas for my boy. Um, I think it was shout out to good luck, Chuck Charles, uh, Kansas City's like super fan who left and, like, they won the first Super Bowl. He's, like, all over Kansas City. It was his birthday. And when I was in Kansas City, we went to Fuck Kansas. That was hilarious. And then I've been to one in Illinois, but it was, like, over the St. Louis River. Mm. I think that's still called St. Louis, Illinois. I, people will have to correct me, but it's right over the St. Louis River because there's no strip clubs in St. Louis because it's part of Missouri but you got to cross this little fucking bridge to go to a strip club in Illinois. And when I tell you, boy, it looked like wherever the fuck ICP used to hold their wrestling shows. Oh, wow. Like, it was definitely like half strip club, half gathering of the Juggalos. It was quite an interesting. And then on the other side, it's the most hood. And I've been hood places. I've been in hoods in New York, at least like projects. Like they look yeah. like normal. No, no. Like, this really hood. I saw someone, it had to be, like, 2017. I remember, maybe not. We had this show already. Right? So, it was, like, 2013. Someone still had the club the on car? their steering wheel. Wow. The shit that were whoop, they pull out the radio for the left yeah. i I'm, I'm telling you. I was like, they still make the fucking club? Wow. That's how you know that strip club was ghetto. So, if you've never been a rural strip club, please go. All right. <laughs> That's not the most glowing endorsement. Um, but I'd rather go there than pay for Floyd's $60 strip. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but at least Floyd's have food. I think I don't know. You ever ate at the Palomino? I don't eat at strip clubs. Yeah, don't eat at the Palomino. I'm not. First of all, wait. The Pal. I'm not even going to the Palomino. You're not going to the Palomino. Nah, man. Nah. Strip club, you bougie ass. By the way, if you're in Vegas, the Palomino very, very good strip club. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a like a, like a hip hop night on the a Jace strip club that's like makeshift and. It's the size of the studio. Amazing time. Phenomenal. Right. Like you, you your think way. you're in Atlanta. Just booty everywhere. It's very fun. Very okay. fun. Palomino, Friday, Saturday nights, if you need. Um, yeah, don't, don't go to these boozy strip clubs. I, I'm giving the people knowledge for when they come to Vegas. Don't go to the boozy strip clubs. Palomino, uh, there's one called like Chicas Bonitas. Go go North Las Vegas. If you get robbed, do not blame it on me. All right. That's that's my strip club tour right <sighs> now. But that leads me to my next topic. See how we tie all this in? Adrian Broner. This is a man who's been to the Palomino once or twice, I'm sure, sure. in his life. Says on Instagram Live, while laying down in bed, he has parted ways with BLK Prime. Big shock. Before even having one fight where he was supposed to fight this past weekend in Atlanta. Had to be canceled because he lost three opponents. Yeah, is anybody shocked by this? Not I.
2: Do you think if he would have fought, they would have paid him? No, that check would not cleared. They already paid Terrence Crawford. That was all the money. Yeah, it was like, guys, that's it. Adrian, that that's consignment. <laughs> like Floyd doesn't fight for consignment. Adrian Broner was like, how many people can get in here and split the tickets with you? You ain't getting paid no ten million dollars. And I, was, you know, I saw the questions like, well, where does Adrian Bro- Broner go from here? Who cares?
1: I know exactly where he should go. matchroom percent. Virgil Ortiz beat the shit out of him? Nope. Who? He's going to fight Conor Ben. Yeah, he could. Conor Ben's cleared. Can't fight in the UK. Yeah. He, that shit's still going. Yeah he, yeah, he could. But he can come to the States. And, get, and beat the shit you, out of you. you're guaranteed a crowd because AB still brings him out. Yeah. For a guy from the UK, Conor Ben, Adrian Broner, you can beat the shit out of him. Knock him
2: out. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that. I mean, Virgil would. And, nah, yeah, Carter. Virgil's
1: past that. Conor. He's got stenosis coming up at 2 anyway, um, so... Connor Ben's not past that. Connor Ben needs the yeah, he rejuvenation. Does. He does.
2: Yeah, that's actually a really good fight. But, yeah, I, <laughs> as soon as I saw Adrian Parton Ways, and I was like, well, PBC is like, we don't need you. Like, in top rank for what? Like, who do they even have at Welch Way that's going to fight him? Uh, no,
1: Josh Taylor moving up after the yeah. Steel Fumo fight, nah. which we'll talk
2: about. But Matchroom made an offer that I bet you Adrian Rowan is kicking himself for turning down Eddie Hearn and being a dick about it. Let me post this on social media. All this money they offer me. Now you're gonna have to come crawling back. You probably get a third of that. Oh, if maybe a mil. Yeah, win this fight, then we'll negotiate the terms on your next deal. Yeah, and he ain't winning. No, he's not. There's no next deal. Not, Eddie's gonna Eddie's a dick. Eddie's gonna put him out there to get his ass
1: kicked. Yep. You are gonna fight our young lion, who no one wants to fight right now because they believe he's on everything. Yeah,
2: and he's gonna give. They need Adrian Broner to give somebody the rub.
1: Yep. That's it. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's that's where I think Adrian Broner goes after this. Do we see another BLK Prime show? No. With who? I don't know.
2: Just it's a rap. They
1: ain't got nobody.
2: No, it's over. That was fun.
1: <laughs> it's fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. One event. Talk about bank robberies. Terrence Crawford. Yeah, that was whatever. All right. Terrence is now, now he has a mandatory, which I swear... He just fought a mandatory. Yeah, Terrence, Terrence he may end up
2: in a one-fight deal with Matchroom or Golden Boy. I think Golden Boy wants him for
1: several fights. I know, but I don't that, think— That, Virgil.
2: They want Alexis Roca. And that, like, Roca,
1: he, Virgil, and then— That's what they want. Allegedly putting together—
2: Terrence Ruffin ain't fighting. It'll be a one-to-one. It'll be like a one-to-one, and then we negotiate. Because if, as long as the Spence fight is still out there, there's no reason for him to align himself with one— promotion.
1: I think it's time for Spence to go. Like, just move up, vacate. No, I don't. But that's the thing. Because it's, it's a wrap. I Look, I'm not convinced this fight ever happens. At this point, as I've said
2: on the show before, Errol Spence is huge. And he's getting older. And he hasn't announced his next fight yet. So the longer it takes for his next fight to happen is if he stays at welterweight or if he ends up fighting Keith Thurman at a weight, you can forget about it. He's out of here. It's a wrap. Like, he needs to get a fight in soon. And I keep hearing, like, they're still negotiating with Terrence Crawford. And it's like, that's that's cool, but Terrence is stubborn. And at some point, if you're Errol Spence, you're like, I'm not going to continue killing myself just to fight you. Yep. At some point, it's like, hey, Terrence, yes, fuck you. I'm out. And I'm going to go up, and I'm going to beat up people at 54 and 60. Because I believe Spence could easily fight at 60. Easy, and you you only have so much time to make that money. Right. So what am I waiting on? I can't wait on somebody who j- just... Is Terrence a bad business? I don't know what he is, but he's not, he doesn't care about his legacy. No. So, yeah. Go ahead, Terrence. Fight. Cares about money. Yeah. You, and you get paid. Fight Alex, Alexis Roca. Fight Virgil Ortiz. Fight
1: those guys. Yep. That's what you're going to do. If you want to be undisputed, then go and collect these. Yeah. Maybe fight Conor Ben in the UK. I don't know. That's it. Like, I'm going to give him up. So, you're going to have to eventually fight Virgil Ortiz, probably for a vacant one. Yep. You're going to have to fight Boots Ennis because he's going to collect one. You're going to have to fight whoever the hell else has this. Like, you want to be undisputed? You could have had it in one shot. But but you don't care about double undisputed. No. You don't care about legacy. You don't care about us fighting in our and prime. And even if you get him, like we talked about
2: the MMA show with Jon Jones being Cyril Garner, not Francis Garner, you didn't beat me. Yep. So how much does it really matter? Not a damn thing. So Arrow er- cannot worry about Terrence His Trump. legacy is shot if he doesn't fight Errol. And I don't think he cares. And, and, dude, and I hated to take sides on this, but I was just like... What, the moment that Terrence left, I was like, boy, you're at a disadvantage. You're not a draw. You're a tremendous fighter, but you're truly overvaluing yourself. Fight for the legacy. Make yourself bigger. He doesn't care about that. He wants the money now. He thinks he can beat Arrow, which obviously you should if you're fighting at that and you're undefeated. But, man, I'm on the side of Arrow. It's like, I've been fighting at 47. And I've, I've been struggling to make this weight. I mean, you ain't going to sell more. You ain't going to get added leverage going to Golden Boy. No. And I got, I got plenty of fights. Yep. 54, 60, I got plenty of They ain't of putting that Roca fight on pay-per-view. No, it's like, shit, if I'm Errol Spence, like, you look at what's in front of you at PBC. You could fight a Charlo if you really wanted to. I yeah. don't think he would. No. You could fight at 60. You could fight Caleb. You could fight any of those guys, but you know you could fight Canelo. Yep. And he's going to get you paid more than Terrence
1: Crawford's going to get you paid. 100%. So, yeah, fuck it, move on. You're looking, if you're looking right now at Spence, you're like, yo, I'm going Thurman at 54. I'm going Danny Garcia. He already beat Danny Garcia. You ain't fighting him. again. 54? Who else I got? I mean, they'll find... There's... Oh, uh,
2: Lara? Nah, Erisani Lara's old. Um,
1: I mean, so who it, cares? It, Terrence is getting... I mean, excuse me, Errol's getting old. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if, if... And at any point, you can... I mean, once you're an undisputed champion, you're an undisputed champion. So, Charlo could start vacating belts and just not paying sanctioning fees. Right. And Arrow could be like, all right, thank you. I'm just going to start grabbing. And they can have two each.
2: Who cares? He could... I mean, I don't think Errol will waste a lot of time. Like, he might skip 54 entirely mm. and, and put himself in position to fight Canelo. Like, Canelo's going to fight John Ryder in May. Probably fight Baval. Whatever happens with the Baval rematch, I don't expect him to stay there. He'll be at 60. He'll go back down to 68. Errol might find himself, try to find his way up to 68 to fight Canelo. Because what else does he have to do, right? Like, Errol's a guy, he's just different, right? Like, Terrence, Terrence is like Kyrie Irving in the mind sometimes. Like, he says things, you're like, you don't really believe that, do you? I don't care about my legacy. Yes, you do. Yeah. But then you go, he doesn't because of the way he's treated this whole fight. Errol's like, if you thought, you know, Errol's slow-ass draw. Man, I just want to (laughs) fight. and I cuz I'm gonna get paid. Yep. But I just want to fight. He's been talking about fighting Canelo for years. But the window to get paid is
1: shorter and shorter.
2: Right. So I don't think he's going to fight like a Danny Garcia or a Lari. He wants to fight people that could test him, that could get him paid. Yep. So, he'll be fine. Terence is the one that's kind of stuck cuz now while Errol's trying to fight people who are already champions and like he wants to fight Canelo who's clearly more popular than him. Terence is over here fighting guys that they're trying to get get a rub on him. Yep. So, they fought. They, this fight, this sucks for boxing. This will go down as one of the worst things that has happened in the last 10 to 15 years. A fight that we've been waiting on for
1: years. It Just never like, happens. Yeah. At least, at least, you can say whatever the hell you want. Pacquiao and Mayweather fought. Yeah, they fought. But they they were there. Like, there was no ch- Like, you looked at Floyd and you looked
2: at Manny. They're like, they're never going to size themselves out of this weight class. No. Never. But you look at Arrow, and I'm like, dude, he weighs like 190 pounds. He, he can't stay at 47 forever. No. Nope. Fifty four, sixty, sixty eight. Errol's gonna try to belt chase. He ain't got time for this
1: bullshit. No, not at all. And then <laughs> we have Teofimo versus Josh Taylor in NY. It's a damn good Coppinger fight. report. It's a damn good So fight. glad it's not Yeah, and like it's cool. I, it go to what Ireland or Scotland. Um but no, like it, in the US, at least, and I'm not sure Teofimo could win this. No, stuff like But at least Teofimo gets a fair shot at it yeah in the in the states this is a good fight for a number of reasons
2: because Josh Taylor has not rinsed the cathedral uh vi- barely victory out of his mouth yet like no. he still looks vulnerable like Josh Taylor beat Regis Prograis which was a really good fight but since then it's just like Josh Taylor you know he's been on some pound for pound list he's fallen off of some he needs this win yep. but so does Tio Tio's the guy in his last fight a lot of people are like oh he looks beatable all right cool Two guys who look beatable are about to fight each other in New York. That's that's tremendous, and it looks like hopefully Caderock could fight Regis Progray. Regis is he's on a, he's on this weird like nobody really wants to fight me, but I'll fight everybody else. Yep. And Caderock has nothing else to do, so they should fight. And Regis is going to be on standby to fight one of these guys. I don't know what happens. There's there's plenty of opponents at forty for both these guys, but. As of right now, I don't know who wins this fight. Like, I'll pick Tia Fimo because I, it's a very, because they both looked very vulnerable the last time we they saw They did. Him. And like Josh Taylor beating Ramirez is a big win, but is it better than TOV Lomachenko?
1: No, I'm not sure who has a win better than TOV and Lomachenko. Right. And I feel like, but that's like a very focused Tia Fimo. It is. And that, that's always going to be the problem. The other part of the
2: equation is, hmm, Tia's still young. Yeah, very. So, If he can rid himself of these mental and personal issues that have been plaguing him and preventing him from focusing, and he's zeroed in on his Josh Taylor fight, I think he wins this fight. Not handily. I think it's a damn good fight. Yeah. I think he's got more growth than Josh Taylor. Will he achieve that growth? I don't know. We'll have to see, but it's a damn
1: good fight. Yes, I agree. And last one, Andrew Ruiz. Just leaving, but not leaving. So, he's still on PBC. I don't know what the... I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. He dropped his promotional company, but not... He's still getting advised by Al Heyman and PBC. So, it looks like the Wilder fight may still be on the cards. He was number one contender against yeah. someone else, and he passed that up. So, it's like, I don't know what Andy Ruiz is doing. I don't know He you, hasn't been active enough, and he hasn't looked great either.
2: No, the Luis Ortiz fight didn't look great. Um It's fine. But right. yeah, not great yeah and you know the Deontay Wilder fight's there but if you listen to Deontay Wilder on the broadcast for the uh, the uh, Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight sounds like Deontay's got other
1: plans I don't know like isn't who his other plans I, I don't I'm just I don't know because it was seems so much. like he wants that Saudi back
2: yeah but the word salad was so there was so much I can't like he was saying things, but he wasn't saying things, so I was trying to read between the lines. Was like, what are you saying, Deontay? And every time Christina would ask him a question, he'd be like, ah, oh, Christina, you can't, you know, I can't talk about that. But what I am going to say is physically and spiritually and mentally, I'm ready for this fight. <laughs> he was, and it was like, God dang, he sounded like the brother that uh, Damon Wayans played in, in Living Color in jail. Yeah. <laughs> but De- Deontay hasn't been in jail, so I don't know where he gets the vocabulary from. But it feels like he's got a plan, but Andy Ruiz has nothing. Like Joe Joyce is about to fight uh, Zhang Zang. Like, where do you go? You're like the former champion. Three belt champion or something crazy. And, yeah, maybe Andy. this is part of Andy Ruiz is like, I don't really want that smoke. There's a There could be a part of him that was like, I'm not saying that fighters, I, I
1: hate saying fighters are scared of each other. But it's like... At this point in his career, it's do I like, want to risk another loss?
2: Well, yeah. Do I want to risk another loss? And is the bag big enough to fight that guy? Yeah. Because he's scary. Like... Tyson Fury is a giant. Andy Ruiz is not close to Tyson Fury in stature and size. So I don't know what he's doing. That's... Was the Ryan Garcia fight announced um, before our last podcast or was it...
1: No, I think it went final because the date changed. Yeah. Now it's It's April 22nd here in Vegas. Which is... Don't know where here in Vegas. But here in Vegas.
2: I mean, it's got to be a T-Mobile. It could be MGM. It could be. I feel like T-Mobile is just
1: bigger. Yeah. Um... So some people are like it's gonna be at Allegiant. I'm like, stop, no, relax. I don't know what's the first fight at Allegiant. Maybe Connor. Maybe, but here's here's the, here's the question. We'll, we'll we'll be breaking down that card and analyzing
2: it as the weeks go on because boxing is kind of dry. Oh, in March it's yeah. Is Ryan Garcia Tank Davis? Will that end up being the biggest fight of
1: 2023? Yes, I don't. Yes, Spence Crawford is not happening. Yes, hundred percent. I agree. Unless they run it back. This this is crazy because... that get, becomes the biggest fight.
2: Right. You got Fury and Usyk, right? Maybe. Maybe. If it happens, it still doesn't feel bigger than Tank and Ryan. No. Spencer Crawford, is, we feel like, he's just not going to happen. No, uh, It doesn't feel like Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua are
1: going to fight unless that's what Deontay is alluding to. Not this year. Right. But maybe he doesn't care about, you know, Ruiz, the belt, the number one contender. Maybe he takes a tune-up. Yeah. And then Joshua takes one more tune up and they announce because going to Saudi for them makes sense. They'd make a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. In Saudi between those two. Cause you looked at the deal he had with Fury on the table and you're like, take that right now. Yeah. So I, I could see them fighting maybe November. So it's possible, but it's but more likely early next year.
2: Right. So remote. Like it doesn't feel like it's possible. No. So it seems like Devin Haynes is gonna fight Lomachenko, he said, on May twentieth. Yeah, don't that's know
1: where he wants to go to Saudi. Yeah, fight. of course, all all of you do. Yes, everyone wants the Saudi bag. It's probably going to be. You here. want the Saudi Corporate bag? Don't really get down like that. And
2: you want to help them sports wash their country, like yeah. you, like continue helping sports watch. Like we're known for sports, not you know human, vi- <laughs> human rights, rights violations. violations. Yes, no. Um, don't forget. So there's there's no other fight that's this big, and it's happening. Is I, I mean I don't care. Canelo's fighting John Ryder is good for Mexico, but who cares. This is the biggest fight of the year. Neither of these guys are champions. No. Like, they don't even have a real belt. Tank kind of got a belt. What, a WBA regular? That don't they got a possible. That's like trying to <laughs> run a two of spades or three of spades. Right? It's like I got one. It's like, man, every other spade beats this card. <laughs> this is crazy how much the titles just don't matter. Like, we're about to we've been talking about undisputed, undisputed, undisputed in boxing. And then two guys with no belts fighting at a catch weight is going to do bigger business than any other fight this year.
1: 100%. And they're
2: these they're young, which should also tell every fighter, stop waiting. If it's hot, fight. Yep. Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, they're hot, and they're going to fight. Now that's April 22nd, yeah, I mean, maybe
1: Canelo's right to go to Mexico because they were eating up everybody's money. Yeah, like this is a good homecoming fight for him. I'm shocked it's not in Mexico City.
0: Yeah. But I was alerted that I've heard something dance. else is
1: running Mexico City, quite possibly, yeah. that week, which would force him to have this in Alisco. And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, can I have fight in Mexico? Like, this might be something I want to go cover for work, like, it's a trip to Mexico. And uh, I looked, and I was like, oh, no, this is landlocked. Oh, no, this is, like, Mexico, Mexico. Yeah. now nah, I'm good, like. It ain't yeah, I ain't saying. risking it. I'll yeah. cover this with the crib. Yeah. Like nah, it's it's all right. Uh, so um yeah, nah, like looking at that, it's it's a good fight. I understand where he is, but nah, yeah. like it, it's it's tanking Ryan's world. It's it's crazy. And that's the biggest fight of the year. And it's like, all right. I'm hyped for it. Like So am I. I am it's excited gonna lead to it. great fights 'cause regardless of who wins or loses, like Ryan's going up to one forty. Yeah. If you win or lose you're straight. Like there's tons of matchups up there. Teofimo lost one up there. And really hasn't hurt him much. Got a title shot real quick. You you rolling. This, this. tank is probably going to stay at 135 for a while, and then you got Shakur there. Devin. You got no Devin. I think goes up to 142. Depends. So it'll be
2: Devin can make the weight. The problem is is that how much if, if that fight is actually feasible, and they throw enough money at Devin, he'll take the fight.
1: Tank. Yeah, um, that'd be a good fight for the Middle East because they'll take that back. But I think um, they'd also like to make Shakur versus Devin. Of course. Which is wild because now they're in a position where Devin has two mandatories. Yeah. So, like, the winner of this tank fight and Ryan and then you look at Shakur and, like, those are two mandatories. So, I don't know. I mean, you're undisputed already. You can start giving a belt to move up and just say, fuck it. Or you can take these mandatories and try to purse bid them yeah. and get this guaranteed bag. I was just saying Tank and Ryan, no titles, biggest fight of the
2: year. All right. That's that's boxing in a nutshell. It's how the things goes. Y'all don't care about champions, you care about personalities. For better or worse. And these two are the It's prize fighting. Yeah. They're fighting for the prize. Not it's not title fighting. Nope. This it's not it's not in the description. All right.
1: Now we could talk Jake Paul, oh, cool. Tommy Fury. Can
2: Saudi we first Rankin. talk about Badu Jack? Yes, and Lung, like what he did to that man,
1: Canelo would have would have wrecked.
2: It him. makes you think that, right? Yeah. Even though Badu Jack's like pretty big compared Definitely. to Canelo, but that was the like when I when I saw the name on the card and I was like, oh my god, that's the guy that Canelo was fight for cruiserweight. And I and you know a lot of people hadn't seen him fight. It was like Don King's last gasp yep. fighter. Then you're watching the fight and I was like. Oh, Badu's about to beat the
1: shit out of yep. this man. I was like Canelo and them picked him for a
2: reason. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Cruiserweight is trash. Oh, it's not great. It's a bad division in boxing. It's almost like a division, like, if you're, like, UFC flyweight. Guess, or, is there Oakley or something? Yeah, Lawrence Acoli's <laughs> there. But it's trash. It's a trash division. But Badu Jack looked fantastic in this fight. And he pummeled along until he stopped him in the 12th round. I was like, all that's left to do is stop him. And as soon as I typed that, tweeted that, he stopped him. Now Badu Jack is the three-division champion. It's amazing where Badu Jack was when he was losing split decisions and the bullshit and had, you know, remember he busted his the head cut, wide yeah, open. Like, that shit was crazy. And now you look at him, he's on a nice little winning streak. And now he's a Cruiserweight champion. He could retire. He could be like, fuck this. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> like 39.
1: Yeah, who's he fighting at Cruiserweight? Ain't nobody there. He could belt collect. He could. End up an undisputed champion and be like, yo, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm out. Yeah. He could do that. He's, but not that it's, again, he's good. I just don't know. It's, Are you good enough to beat three other guys? I, I don't know. I don't know any. I
2: don't think Badu knows, but I think you know the fact that he won this fight and it was the only like real boxing match on this card. And mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, it was it was placed perfectly because it was entertaining." Yep. And Badu looked good, and I think people would like to see Badu back, Jack back in the ring. It's a great story. He's a great humanitarian
1: and everything else. But yeah, as long as it sucked, I was like, "Yeah, yeah you stink." He <laughs> did. I was like, "Oh, he has nothing for him." And then to get stopped, I was like, damn, you can at least yeah. made it to the final. And he belt. saw
2: all that shit to Badu. It's different up here. The power is different. You stand in the pocket with me. And Badu was like, cool.
1: Easy. Like, Badu, like, ate the first couple punches and was like, I can ah, deal with this. I can do this. With this. And then my man had no gas tank. And he's like, oh, he's just going to circle me? My man's gas tank was so bad, like, his feet were all over the place. Oh he just... God. He almost got, fell, just out of sheer exhaustion. Yeah, he just was... He was cooked, but good for Badu. And then, main event... Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. I mean, it's not what anyone predicted because Tyson Fury and Big John Fury said that Tommy's going to spark him. Yeah. Spark, knock him out. Jake was saying it was a speed bump. He's talking fighting Nate Diaz already and KSI. And I will say overall, it wasn't a horrible fight. No, it was entertaining. Definitely. Like, it wasn't. I think we can retire the, they are YouTube boxers. They're not world-class boxers. No, they're boxers. But they're boxers. Yeah, they, they, they box. Like, yeah. That's what they do. Yep. Like, they do. It, it, they're past the KSI cards and the, Yeah, I like Saul Poppy. But outside <laughs> of, like, that, like, everyone else there, they're better than them. Yeah. They're, they're boxers. They're, they're boxers. So, um,
2: it's
1: a good club fight.
2: Yeah, so there were people on me on my scorecard. And I watched the fight, and I was wrong. And the one thing I don't do is I, I never… I don't do what people do, which is I, I score as the judge to score, right? The first two rounds, I felt like, were close. I gave him to Jake. I could have easily gave him… And I said it. As soon as I tweeted, I was like, these two rounds could easily win to Tommy Fury. There was the the point deduction, which was fucking weird. That was an awful ref. The ref
1: was horrendous.
2: He was awful. There was a point deduction, and it was at the fifth round. And I gave that to Jake to make it a nine. No, no. Yeah.
1: It was 5th uh, and 6th. Yeah, the 9-9 nine, nine round. got his point taken first.
2: Yeah. So I gave that a 9-9 nine, nine round instead of ten eight for Fury. So it was a four-point swing that could easily win Fury's way. Um, so Jake, he lost the fight. And, like, I would have turned in a bad scorecard, and I would have just rolled with it. And, and he had the knockdown. He got the knockdown, and he still lost, which is whatever. But that's Tommy Fury was busier, more active, used lateral mu Here's the crazy thing. Tommy Fury asked for a smaller ring. Yes. And it felt like a trick about two rounds in because he moved the whole fight. Yeah. So it's like he baited Jake into thinking he could do something that he couldn't. Here's what I don't like I didn't like people celebrating the, that Jake lost. Like, you see what happens? You see what happens? It's not like Jake got washed. Nope. Jake lost to a boxer. Tommy Fury, I just have to say, it, I was wrong. I thought it was absolute trash. It's not good. But the one thing that Tommy Fury did that I noticed is that what people who box do, they find your flaws. And Jake has three of them. And they're three offensive weapons that he used the entire fight and telegraph them every time. The up jab, the body jab, the, the overhand right. Yep. About three rounds in, Tommy was like, this is all he's going to throw. And I, there's a tell on every single one of these. Every single one. The right hand's coming when the left shakes. Yeah, like, there's a tell here. And I think by round four or five, Tommy started throwing the uppercut Mm -hmm. because Jake would duck down. It's something you inherently learn from years and years in the gym. So I didn't expect that out of Tommy. I expected Tommy to be crude enough to allow Jake not to throw the punch that he landed on Tyron Woodley because that came and went, like uh, my man Tom Gray said, he threw a right hand, stopped at the concession stand to get a drink, and then it finished off Tyron Woodley. He wouldn't hit him with that. I thought he was going to hit him with something else, and I thought Jake was going to improve. Not saying that Jake didn't improve, but he didn't improve enough to be the boxer. So I was wrong. I, I, I overestimated Jake, underestimated Tommy. I think it's a mistake for Jake to take the immediate rematch. I wrote a column on this, and I, I'm here's why. Jake's going to want this rematch quick. It's not going to give Jake enough time to fix his flaws. It's going to give Tommy more time to sit on those flaws. Whereas, I would pick. I would make Tommy a not a huge favorite, but he'd be a favorite going into the rematch. Not because he won. It's because he knows what Jake's going to do. Jake needs to work on his his flaws. Like, he needs to watch
1: that fight to make himself a better fighter. Yeah. And fight somebody else. Because… But who's he going to fight that's going to make him better? He'd fight like a KSI or well, someone who's not even going to challenge him. That's true. The But the here's a, the
2: business side of it is you can't afford to lose two times in a row. That's tough. Like, you can't afford it. No. As much as people like Jake Paul and the people are... You lose two fights in a row to Tommy Fury, it is over. And you need to just go to PFL. Let's try that shit out. But if you fight KSI, which could still be hanging around, or you fight Nate Diaz, which is still there. yeah, No, they're not going to teach you to be a better boxer, but you're going to get more hours in the gym. And that's what you need more than anything else, is more hours in the gym. If you roll back in that Tommy Fury fight... You can guarantee that whole team is like, you're going to knock him out with an uppercut. It's going to happen. So I think he, the business side says, don't take the immediate rematch. Get some time to figure it out. Watch the tape multiple times. Prepare for Tommy Fury. Use your skills that you learn against somebody else and then take him to Tommy Fury. But he's going to take the immediate rematch. It's too yeah. much money.
1: I mean, you you have to because you can't guarantee that the rematch will still be there if you don't put in the 30-day. Yeah. Because the contract is void, then you're hoping that he gives you another rematch because it's the biggest amount of money for him. Yeah. But he could fight KSI. He could go a different direction, and now you're on the hook. Right. And have to renegotiate, and he has all the leverage, and then now you're you're not $30 million Jake Paul. I know. So it could be the end if he loses twice. And he probably gets 30 and 20. Which, If it's the end, you get $50 million. It's a pretty good end. You figure this out. Beat my ass And then go to PFL, game. and they'll, they'll, they'll give you some more money. But if you win, there's nothing better in boxing than a trilogy. Oh, no. Any level of boxing than a trilogy. And you guys are printing money. Yep. So you look at that, it's just, but you're right. He, The difference in this fight, besides Tommy having more experience, I'm not sure the level of experience, and I've seen him look way worse. Oh yeah, than he did. Um, and Jake said he was like under the weather twice. I don't and hear any of that. I don't whatever. Um, but when you look at it, is for the first time, I think Tommy Fury had the full privilege of what a world class camp trainers. You say whatever about his father. But he's a better cornerman than anyone Jake had.
2: You got BJ Flores and Jay Leon Love. They're good oh, trainers. I like Jay Leon.
1: They're, they're good trainers, but, but it's just like the experience level in terms of world class fighting. Yeah, it's crude,
2: yeah, for Jake. Yeah. Is
1: is different when you have to make those adjustments when you? And I'm just talking about like that big fight atmosphere and feel. He wasn't on Tyson Fury's undercard where everyone's still talking about Tyson and doing all this stuff, and the folks on Tyson are like. Just go out there and figure it out, Tommy. Or he wasn't fighting bums on other cars. Go out there and figure out. You're playing. This was, don't embarrass us. You have the full gamut of our strength. Every asset, you choose whoever you want to train, like your dad's going to train you. But every asset and availability that Tyson has during fight camps, you have. You have the recovery. You have the meal prep, the trainers, the gym access, the... The flying in the lap of luxury. You have everything that Tyson has at his disposal to yours. Yep. Don't embarrass us. And in other fights, he could not have said the same. No. He had the full attention of a world-class caliber, top 10 pound-for-pound pound machine behind him. And it made the difference. Yep. You see the adjustments. You see the tape study. You, you see the hours of just having one of the best fighters and not the best fighter in the world actually paying attention to you because he's not in the gym yet preparing for his fight. But he's having, you know, you fix this. He's actually now sitting down and watching Jake. The people around him, the cronks, all this stuff. Yo, okay, let me watch this kid's film. This is what he does bad. This is what he does wrong. This is how we counter. This is the adjustment you're going to have to make. This is why we want the smaller ring. This is why you circle away from the right hand, not towards it. This is what you have to do. He had all that at his disposal and made the difference. Huge difference. If they would have fought a year and a half ago, probably a different fight. Yeah, he probably lost. Yep, I mean, probably would have lost. It's the time, the effort. They were like, no, go to Saudi when Jake's going to Saudi. He's playing around. He's going to, no, you stay here in the gym. You get right. Because Jake took it as just another fight. This was Tommy's last fight
2: this is if life. he lost. Yeah, big fact. And he
1: fought like that shit.
2: He did. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like, that there was a narrative, like, Everybody was shitting on Jake. See what happens if you fight a real boxer. I was like, mm, "Y'all got to chill with that." Because the one thing I will say is Jake was very gracious in defeat. Yes, very accepting of his defeat. He handled it much better than I thought he would. There was no like, "Oh, I mean, he didn't make the excuses," but what fighter doesn't? Right, everybody. No camp is one hundred percent. But other than that, I I liked how Jake handled himself. Um, and it wasn't like he got wiped out, right? Like, again, I think an immediate rematch leans towards Tommy Fury, but for a guy, I mean, yes, he's making tons of money off of this. And, you know, there's a lot of fighters who will never see that kind of money. And that sucks, but that's fucking marketing and pro wrestling. Just like I mentioned in the other show, like, Donald Trump was a pro wrestler in the political market and he ended up winning. Jake wrest- Jake is basically like a pro wrestler as a boxer, but he didn't really suck at his job. He knew what to do. Now, Jake could go beat up YouTubers and MMA fighters, but I don't think that's what Jake wants to do. No, Like, there's going to be a part of Jake that after after he wins, he gets to give me, like, he loses. He's it's going to sting. He's going to sit there, and his team's going to be like, yeah, you want the time for your rematch? And he's going to go, maybe I should go fight KSI for a lot of money. There's a part of him that's going to say that. But it, something tells me that this dude is just like, nah. I already wanted life. Yep. Go for it, right? Like, if I can say anything positive, like, they could be completely douchebags in their personal lives. But Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they just continue to go for it. And sometimes you'll fall on your face. And sometimes you'll come out clean. Logan Paul's looked like a million bucks in his WWE run. Yep. Nobody expected that. Jake Paul has made tons of money off of boxing. Nobody expected that. You can talk about the MMA fighters. You can say he's a disgrace to boxing. I can name you like 30 things. I just told y'all. Ryan Garcia versus Tank is not for a world title. And it's going to be the biggest pay-per-view of the year. That's not... Jake is not the problem with boxing. Boxing kills itself all the time. Don't blame Jake. You want to revel in his defeat? That's fine. He lost. But I think he handled it well. He didn't make a mockery of the sport. He made Amanda Serrano a superstar, which that fight just got postponed because of an injury. He's putting an an emphasis on women's boxing. Jake hasn't done bad things to the sport. He may do bad things to himself. You may not like him as a person. But this loss, I'm like, I'm still going to watch him fight. People lose in
1: boxing. It happens. And that's okay. Yeah, and Tommy's not a world beater. Y'all stop. No, like it's there's nothing here that says Jake can't come out and win the next fight. He dropped Tommy, which still was like, wow, really? Yeah, like every every person he fought. Except no, he didn't drop Tyron in the first fight, but he's he's knocked down everybody, every single one. At some point, every person he's fought, he's knocked down. Yeah. So and he knocked him down with a left, I believe, which wasn't the right hand—a left jab, a left jab that you saw in the eighth. So you saw his brain trying to adjust. Yep. It's just not a pro fighter where you adjust in the third round. He adjusted in the eighth of a fight where it was like, oh shit, the fight's over. But he knocks the guy down. You look and you just be like, yo, getting a little bit better shape, up the volume. Yeah, gotta be busier. Like Tommy never hurts you, so let's be busier. Let's stand in a pocket. Let's hold less. Get that cardio down because the cardio is waning oh, at don't. times. And make him fight our fight. Make him come after you. Don't circle after him. Conserve your energy. Sooner or later, somebody got to give. Make him give and run into it. Let's throw more jabs out there to land. So you're, that'll up your volume and you'll land more punches, jabs to the face. Learn how to you know use the stick, as they say. And stiff jab, boom, just score with those. Right hand to the body and you'll score those points. It's all volume. Yeah, yeah. He landed a higher percentage of punches. Just got outthrown by double.
2: Yeah.
1: Go in there with volume. The power is on your side. You can win. Next thing you know, you guys are one-on-one, and, one and <laughs> you're again, cashing out. Yeah. So that's the KSI fight's always there. The Nate Diaz fight is always there. The floor for Jake Paul is fighting people who aren't pro boxers. Yep. The ceiling was getting ranked and fighting for a pro title.
2: Which is nuts, but
1: yeah, but Tommy might go that route now. Hey, he won't. Cruiserweight's yeah. not great. Look,
2: we just mentioned it. Cruiserweight's not great. Just don't fight Badu Jack. Could, I mean, Could try. There's a this Gassie would probably clean his clock too, but yeah, don't fight Gassie.
1: Yeah, but I will fight Badu Jack. Like I'll, I'll try be all great. Right, you beat the shit out of him. Regardless, if all you need is two refs to see differently, yeah, and it's one of those things where. Again, you're just in that thing. The floor is not that bad. They're not hurting boxing. It was a cool event. I liked it. undercard fight, Badu Jack, was a great story. Yeah. It increased his profile. The stars were out. Ronaldo went to this fucking fight. Like, bruh.
2: I I led with this Tank and Ryan thing to mention that could Jake Paul and Tommy Ferrer end up being the second biggest fight of the year? Could be. the rematch definitely probably is. Like, that's... That ain't their fault. Like, everybody, oh, boxing, they're, they're making a mockery of boxing. Okay. All right. I, look, man, Jake Jake lost. He's got a lot of shit to work on. I know he, if he goes into a rematch, the first thing he's got to tell himself and tell his team is like, I'm not going for the knockout. I just got to win the fight. Yep. If it comes, it comes. Like, he's got to get that out of his head. But I can't—I I don't know why people are so mad at him. Be mad at him for, like, being a douchebag. But him boxing, and then you say, he's taking my money. It's like when, you know— uh, back in like, the but well, they they took our jobs. Like you ain't going out in the field and you ain't going out in the rain and, and getting those crops. You ain't doing that shit. They didn't take your job. Nope. Jake saw an opportunity and then trained really hard. Got decent enough to beat some people,
1: made some money, and y'all mad at him. I yeah. I don't care. He just lost. He lost a fight. It's fine. Exactly. I always ask those people. When was the last time you got punched in the face? Because if you agreed to get punched in the face. Kudos to you. you. He's not a real boxer. You know what he is? He is a boxer. Yeah. Because he gets punched in the face. I don't see you getting punched in the face at all. Zero. Especially in front of people. So let's start there. So if people want to give him money to do it, then you, you're worth whatever someone pays you. Yep. And they pay him a shitload. A lot. So he's worth a lot to the sport of boxing. And yeah, we'll, we'll see how everything plays out. Going forward, again, in March, we'll have more of these conversations. We'll talk more. Ryan versus Tank. What do fights get agreed to between then and now? Again, we're still looking for Tyson Fury versus Usyk to get finalized. Devin Haney, Loma to get finalized. Those are coming into crunch time in terms of being finalized and promoting and everything going on there. So a lot of moving and shaking still in boxing. David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, In between then... I don't know. Maybe we had up Sean Porter, who was also over there in Saudi. I
2: text him while he was out
1: there. Yeah, maybe he comes through. You know his shows here every week. Maybe he comes through, he chops it up with us, tells us about his experience that we go through. Maybe we have a Sean Porter show. We, we probably... I mean, I talked to Sean. It, it, this is the last thing we can get out of here is I laugh
2: because Larry Wade was on there. It was. I said, Sean, you did this, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Way, for those of people who don't know, was wondering who he was. That's Sean's strength and conditioning coach. Strength and conditioning. And Larry's a great guy. I like Larry a lot. He's got a great personality, and he did good on yeah, commentary. Well. But I was like, this was you. And Sean just, like, he looked out for his folks, and his folks didn't let him down. I was like, cool shit.
1: Yep. And it's funny, because uh, Wilder was up there. He was like, shout out to your man. his strength and conditioning coach. I was like, yeah, Larry. Yeah, Larry. Larry's like, like nah, hold on. Like, Larry gotta, he's a shout out dude. to the strength and conditioning people. So, now it's... Uh, We'll, we'll definitely touch on boxing, and it's good. This little lull gives us a little more time to talk music and hip-hop and everything as well, like we like to do on these boxing shows. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok, YouTube channel, The Corner Podcast over there. We appreciate you all. For everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Room Resort holding it down, letting us go a little bit overtime today, we appreciate you all. If you guys are in Vegas, whether it's for the UFC fight this week, for Caleb Plant, Benavidez coming up later in the month, WWE coming through on the road to WrestleMania, make sure you guys hit us up. Let us know what you guys are doing. We'll be here recording. You guys can see us, hear us, all that good stuff. You can buy me a drink down. (laughs) <laughs> down at the lobby bar If you like I don't turn down drinks If you need strip club Recommendations You know where to come to That is My MO right now So we appreciate you all But for myself For the old man Andreas Hell. So next time We're out Peace